ever feel like the government continues to usurp more and more control over your daily life? What's the solution? Well, it probably isn't to create even more government. Better Dead Than Red begins now. Welcome back to Better Dead Than Red. Well, I think we all know Tuesday is election day. Or maybe some of you didn't know that. Because, well, this is about as off as an election as we're going to get here in Pennsylvania. There's no presidential race. There's no governor race. That'll be next year. And unfortunately, I can probably tell you already who's going to win. But this election is going to be based on mostly municipal and county level stuff. I have here a ballot, a sample ballot. I didn't go over part of it. Some of these uh, races I'll cover. Some of them I won't. The first one I'm going to touch on is uh, District Attorney for Blair County. Now, keep in mind, I only have one ballot here, and it's from Altoona Ward 1. So potentially, other ballots for different wards, different sections of Blair County might appear slightly different. When you get on the website, and you can get on the, the Blair County voter website, you can find all these on there. I just printed off the first one, and that's the one that I'm going to go with. So the first uh, thing I'm going to touch on here is the district attorney's race. And you'll notice, like several others, there's Pete Weeks, the Republican, and that's it. There's nobody running against him. I don't recall in the spring if anybody really challenged him that much. He was pretty much uh, Rich Consiglio's hand-picked replacement. Now, if you're familiar with my report I made to the Attorney General's office, about the Operation R-Town and everything else, you would know that Pete Weeks was the drug prosecutor. He was hired right out of law school. So my biggest issue with him, other than personal issues, professional issues would be the only person he's ever, only real supervision he's ever had outside of law school has been Rich Consiglio. And I think anyone that's tuning into this podcast would probably agree, eh, Rich probably wasn't the uh, best mentor for anybody, but especially someone right out of law school, and that being the only real mentor he had at the DA's office the entire time. I mean, it's, what, 10? I'm horrible with math. I'll go with 14 years, I think, because he was hired back in 2007, that's when they started the, the Operation R-Town, and they actually had that that organization funded a, air quotes, drug prosecutor. But if any of you remember back in 2017 when Rich ran for the last time, really Rich shouldn't even have won. He wasn't all there by then. He was having some health issues. But if they would have put Pete against Bob Donaldson, because Bob did pretty well. Bob did his, Bob's run several times, 
And he really actually challenged Rich to the point that I think they were really sweating it on election night. And had Pete had Pete run against Donaldson, there was a good chance that Donaldson would have been able to beat him just because Pete's name wasn't out there. Rich Consiglio had the name recognition. So halfway through his term that started in uh, 2018, of course, Rich decided to step down. And then Pete, being first assistant by default, became the DA. So then he was able to get his name out there with, you know, because 99% of uh, winning an election in Blair County is name recognition, uh, unless you can be like Amy Webster and have a bunch of dark money helping you out. Then, you know, name recognition is still a thing, but it was the money that led to the name recognition. Whereas when you can step in for someone like Consiglio and take over their job, you let the media do all that hard work for you. However, looking at this ballot underneath Pete Week's name, you see, write in. You can literally write any attorney's name in there. And I want to explain something when it comes to voting. (laughs) My personal opinion, anyway. I essentially vote out of self-defense. That means that I generally vote for the the person or people that I believe are least likely to infringe on my rights or pass laws that I don't agree with, however you want to put that. That's essentially what I do. And I call it voting out of self-defense. So if you think your vote doesn't count, I don't necessarily disagree with you. But the point is to take votes away from the people you feel to be politically dangerous. If you don't agree with Pete Weeks or anyone else in any election, don't vote for them. Write someone in. And that means the cardinal rule of any election is do not, under any circumstances, just hit the button that allows you to vote all Republican or all Democrat. Because you're probably going to be voting for someone that you don't actually agree with. You need to actually take the time to look the ballot over and see who's on there. If you want to vote for somebody based on you recognize their name, that's fine. But do not, under any circumstances, simply push that button to vote along party lines. Because you're going to be voting for people that you wouldn't have normally if you had actually taken the time to look and see who was on the ballot. And if you should find someone that for whatever reason you don't believe should hold that position, write someone else's name in. Write your own name in, but do not vote for that person. Next on the list, we have the prothonotary, the wonderful Robin Patton. Now, I remember when she first ran in 2017, And really, there's more to get into about that specifically than I'm going to be able to have time to cover in this episode. But perhaps I can get it in a future episode. We'll see. Now, the thing about Robin was, as I know Bill Strasser, not exactly sure how to pronounce his name, he was running against her in the spring. However, Robin managed to secure both the Democratic and Republican nomination. And this is another point I want to touch on that I see used oftentimes in these local campaigns. A lot of times, because everyone knows 
that Blair County is the Republican County. That's the, the rolling party, we'll call it. Well, with this rolling party, a lot of times a challenger, someone who's better than, let's say, Robin Patton or Pete Weeks, they will, get, they will manage to secure the Democratic nomination because the Democrats want someone with a D next to their name in that office. However, that person might not actually hold any Democratic values, and they might actually be a Republican, an independent. I mean, you guys should know by now, I'm not a big fan of the Republican Party at all. But if I were to run for office in Blair County, which will probably never happen, the first thing I would do would be to try to secure the Republican nomination, because that is your best opportunity to win here. It has nothing to do with your beliefs or ethics or anything like that. That's basically how, that's how you win if you want to win here. However, I have seen many times when someone more capable than the person that won the Republican primary, they will win the Democratic primary. And when it comes time just before the election, you'll see all kinds of nasty ads run, everything from one specifically that sticks in my mind is when Dan Kiss was running against Judy Ward for the Senate, the Pennsylvania Senate. Judy put out this mailer that was so stupid. It was claiming that because Dan was a registered Democrat during the years that Obama ran for president, at least the first one, I don't remember if it was both, but essentially... It was accusing him, saying that because he was a registered Democrat, that he had voted for Obama. Your party that you're registered with means nothing except in the primary. In the November election, you can vote for whoever you want. You can write yourself in. But these are the kind of tactics that are used. I can only imagine what would be used against Bill Strasser had he won the Democratic nomination. You know, I'm sure Robin would have come up with something that, you know, Bill's going to bring critical race theory to the prothonotary's office, or maybe he's going to bring the transgender bathrooms to the prothonotary's office. It sounds ridiculous, but that's the kind of party politics that people have used in the past to get rid of people who would have been better suited, in my opinion, than the Republican challenger. They won the Democratic nomination, and they get shot down and lose because of stupid party politics. There's no reason for it. So do your homework and make sure when you're voting, you're voting for the right people, not just the people that happen to win the Republican nomination. Because with Blair County being a predominantly Republican party, that is the party of the establishment in Blair County, period. The first time that Robin ran, I heard a lot about her experience because she has essentially worked at the courthouse her entire life. However, what they tried to suppress is that Robin allegedly at one point was sending her daughter money while she was a fugitive in New York. Yeah, that wouldn't be a felony or anything. But of course, it was never really looked into, and the county did their best to cover it up. And, well, Robin won, so I guess they succeeded. So, yet another victory for the establishment. So if you think Robin Patton has a lot of experience and is great for the job, well, she might just have more experience than you heard about on the 5 o'clock news. Maybe, just maybe, you should write someone else in. Maybe someone like Bill Stracer. The next on the list is the sheriff. 
right now is James Ott. Personally, I don't really have a problem with Jimmy. However, I definitely have a problem with the way that Sam McClure was essentially politically assassinated by an employee of the Sheriff's Department during the last election. That was not right, and I have no doubt that that helped Jim win last time. However, I don't think that he is a terrible sheriff. And as I said before, I don't have an issue with him. So if you want to vote for Jim or you want to write somebody in because there's nobody challenging him on this ballot except the write-in, do whatever you feel is right. So on to the next part of the ballot, Altoona City Council. Now obviously you only have to deal with this one if you actually live in the city, which unfortunately I do. As far as the guys that are in there now, Butterball, Kelly, I I don't have an issue with those guys. Um, Probably wouldn't recommend Bridget Jackson. She's pretty far out there. As far as the other ones, I'm not real familiar with, but uh, pretty much the entire 10 years that I've lived here, city council's been, they don't really accomplish a whole hell of a lot, so... Uh, that's all I had to say about that. The next one, the Altoona School District. Once again, if you live in Altoona, I would I'll, I'll give uh, Dave Francis the go ahead because he was originally one of the ones that voted against the new school, and Kelly Irwin Adams, who campaigned last time on being financially or fiscally responsible, and then she goes and votes for the new school. So I'd get rid of her. Uh, as far as the other ones go. You know, that's, it is what it is, but this school director, Altoona Area School District, you got a choice between uh, Rick Hoover and David Greenwood, so I would definitely not go with the Rick Hoover on that one because he's kind of the guy that voted for the new school and just thinks you owe him his tax dollars. Oh, and let's not forget about the little incident. Uh, This was pre-COVID. Um, Altoona Area School District screwed up to where not everybody could get into graduation. So there were a ton of parents that didn't get to see their kids graduate. But, of course, you know, Rick Hoover did, and he posted the picture all over social media and pretty much told anybody that didn't like it to screw off because he had a right to see his kid graduate even if you didn't. So, yeah, just just say no to wheelchair Rick. And anybody that gets that reference and saw that exchange a couple years back, uh he he deserved uh, he deserved every word of it, and I I take nothing back and have no regrets. Now, while we're talking about school boards, it also came to my attention earlier today that there are actually some legit writing campaigns for the Spring Cove School District, which you know I graduated from Central, so. My uh, parents and grandparents still live in that school district, although none of us are originally from here. So hold that against us, if you will. But there are some uh, interesting write-ins here. I'm familiar with all these folks, if I recall correctly, from the names. Williamsburg also is going to have... I'll start with Williamsburg here. So I guess Joe Detweiler... Gaydon Kagerice and Jill Norris, as well as Adam Heilman, are asking voters to write in their names for school board. And this was in the Herald, the Thursday, October 28th edition. 
So the way I would look at this, if you think that your school board members are doing such a great job and need to be reelected, then yeah, go ahead and vote for them. If uh, you don't think they're the greatest thing in the world, then maybe give these folks a chance. You know, what do you really have to lose? Because I think if somebody comes in late in the game, and we all know nationally there's a lot of stuff going on with school boards, and I think that's probably what motivated these people to run. And, you know, it, everything's always changing, but the, the chance that, because uh, there's always going to be people that are going to say, oh, you know, why didn't they do it the right way, you know, air quotes, and say, well, you know, they, they could have just done it the right way and got signatures on a petition and, and won the primary. Well, yeah, they could have, but there's been a lot of developments nationally in regards to school boards since that time. So I have to think that's more than likely what's driving these folks. So, and I guess there's, for Central there, the write-ins are going to be Brenda Frederick, Kevin Smith, and Travis Ott. I don't know if I ever met Brenda in person, but I did work with her husband, and I think they're decent people. Not sure if I know Kevin Smith or not, because there's like a billion Smiths out there. And I know of Travis Ott. I know he's a good guy. So I would absolutely, like I said, unless you really think the, the folks running for re-election for the, <laughs> the school board out at Spring Cove are just really doing such a great job, I'd say, why don't we give these write-in folks a chance? You know, why not? What's, what's the worst they could possibly do? Probably not any worse than the folks that are already in there. Another thing that's very noticeable as I look over the sample ballot is there are an awful lot of not only just unopposed folks, but positions that are completely open, like nobody even ran for them at all, apparently. So if nothing else, write yourself in, you know, why not? And then the second page here is says Second Amendment Sanctuary Blair County. And that's basically going to be a, it's a question on the ballot. And it says, shall the county of Blair enter into a municipal agreement with any other Blair County municipalities passing a similar referendum to declare a Second Amendment sanctuary in which no taxpayer resources shall be used to enforce any legislation passed after November 2nd, 2021, that would infringe upon an eligible citizen's right to bear arms. So I'd vote yes on that simply because anything you can do to kind of thumb your nose at the government infringing on any of your rights, I don't care. I mean, these days you almost have to have a uh, Bill of Rights sanctuary <laughs> if, if you want to cover all the bases. But then there's also another question that's essentially the same thing, but for the city of Altoona. So personally, I would vote yes on all of those because why not? There will probably be a lot of lengthy legal battles with these types of things. I know there's other, other states um, have passed similar stuff because they're essentially worried about federal overreach when it comes to gun legislation. So if you, uh, you know, actually believe in the Bill of Rights, it's probably best to vote yes on this. 
So in closing, I guess the uh, overall point I'm trying to make is when in doubt, write yourself in because why not? I realize that a lot of times there are elections that go on here, specifically like the district attorney or the prothonotary, where because they have so many friends, even if they're not the best person for the job, when they get to the point where they they win that primary, whether or not anyone really challenges them or not in the spring, and they get to November, the funny thing about November is the turnout will likely be even less, and it's just their friends voting for them. So write someone else in. Not, Not necessarily because you expect someone else to win, but it's an act of defiance because they put a ballot in front of you that says you must choose. You must choose, but the only choice they give you is one. Or, of course, they give you the write-in. But most people don't see that as a choice because they don't understand how a write-in could ever win. Well, not only could they win, that's not the point. It's an act of defiance. And every name, because after several days after they count all the votes or everything's tallied, originally there will be a tally of how many write-ins there are. Then later on in the week, I believe it's within a week, it's been a little bit since I've done this kind of stuff once again, but at some point, all the names of the people who were written in and the tally of votes next to them, that all becomes available. And it should be posted online also, if I recall correctly. So anyway, do your uh, civic duty. Go out and uh, thumb <laughs> thumb your nose at the establishment. And uh, until next time, in memory of Jay Stark, live free or effing die.